Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Okay, so we've been covering this whole week, we have been covering the the world court, right, where um, the charge against Israel is illegal occupation. It was brought by the Palestinians. There are 54 nations who are testifying against Israel. 54 nations. Now, if I was a conspiracy theorist, I might say 5 and 4 is 9 and 9 is actually high. And look at the whole numerology of it. I might, but I'm not going to, you see, because we're very practical here. We're very fact-based here. And uh, I think that it's important. I still can't get my head around the fact that Israel is not standing up and speaking for itself and defending itself. And in some cases, you need to rely on your allies to do that. Or certainly Israel is. So joining me right now is Washington correspondent at The Guardian, David Smith. Good morning. How are you? Fine. Good morning. How are you? It's lovely to speak to you. David, is uh, the United States the only country that's standing up and speaking in, in favor of Israel? Or standing up speaking for Israel? I think it's certainly the um, most prominent and most powerful um, from issue to issue. Actually, the other really notable outlier is uh, my own birthplace, um, the United Kingdom. It's uh, only standing on the US and, and, and some, but not all cases. And, and uh, just uh, in the last 24 hours, um, a call for a ceasefire, I know, provokes lots of controversy and division in the British Parliament. Yes. Um, uh, but you know, part of that is UK's own policies, but a lot of it is also just uh, being allied uh, with the US. But yeah, whether it's um, vetoing this latest uh, UN resolution or uh, arguing that um, Israel should not uh, withdraw from um, Gaza and the Palestinian territories and so on, um, yeah, uh, the US increasingly is a an outlier and you know, at odds with with world opinion. Yes. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Can we just talk about what happened in uh, in Parliament in the UK yesterday? What actually happened with the vote in the UK? Yes. Um, yeah, it's um, it's not something um, I follow super closely as I'm mainly reporting on American politics. From but from what I read, yes, um, I think there was a motion in the British Parliament uh, to call for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. Um, and that was going to be particularly divisive for the Labour Party, which, like um, Joe Biden's Democratic Party in the US, has uh, some very strong Israel supporters, but also many people on the left, more progressive figures who are uh, very sympathetic to the Palestinian plight and, and often quite critical of Israel. And on top of that, you know, the Labour Party in Britain has had a a huge crisis around uh, anti-Semitism and it's yes. currently the Keir Starmer trying to drive out anti-Semitism or e- even the most hint of it in the party. And so the um, the, the House uh, Speaker in Parliament um, allowed Labour to bring an amendment uh, which kind of watered down some of the language and maybe put some of the members less on the spot. But of course, other parties, the tour of the conservatives but also i think the scottish nationalists were furious about that they felt that the speaker was being uh, biased in favor of of labor because normally you're not allowed to bring amendments uh, of that nature and hence i think people walked out and there was a big uh, big storm over it um but yeah I, I guess the wider point there is is just to illustrate certainly as i'm seeing in america also just how uh, bitterly divisive uh, this issue of gaza is 
It's so interesting. Um, it, David, when we look at just getting back to the United States and uh, obviously being an ally of Israel, I wonder how many of the American public are supportive of the alliance. You hear what I'm asking? I mean, when, when it's all very well having 50,000 people in support of Israel marching, but let's talk to somebody in Charleston. Let's talk to somebody in, you know, um, in Nebraska. Are Americans supportive of the relationship that America has with, with Israel? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think uh, opinion polls show generally historically there there has been uh, some fairly strong support for the u.s relationship with israel but but right now um you can also find many opinion polls that say uh, there should be an immediate ceasefire in gaza um that the public really feel that uh, even if they support israel uh, it's gone too far um or to use joe biden's words a couple of weeks ago the response has been over the top as he put it um, and and some restraint is needed, and uh, it d- would appear right now um, public opinion is different from what uh, Joe Biden and his Democratic Party are doing, and, and definitely from what the uh, Republicans are. There's a there's a disconnect uh, there, um, and um, yeah, you have some interesting developments going on, such as um, uh, Joe Biden, uh, obviously the incumbent president, he's running in Democratic primary elections at the moment. Uh, next week in Michigan, where there is a big Palestinian and Muslim and Arab American population, uh, there's actually a campaign to make people, you know, on their ballot paper, write uh, uncommitted uh, to sort of uh, make a protest vote against Joe Biden in, you know, an election that he's, you know, certain to win and. All of that, but at least make a, an impact, make a dent, and you know, even if you know if Biden gets eighty percent, but then twenty percent people have actually written in commit, uncommitted, that will be a, a signal of their protest. So there's there's dissent like that going on, and certainly fears among Democrats that Gaza could um, cost Joe Biden the election in November if uh, some people just stay at home in protest, or some people vote for third party candidates. That that might actually allow uh, Donald Trump to to slip through. Yeah, I would think that not understanding a word that comes out of his mouth might might play more of a role. But uh, yeah, that is where we leave it. Thank you very, very much for, uh, for the time. I've enjoyed speaking to you. Thank you so much, David. Have a wonderful day. That's David Smith, Washington correspondent for The Guardian.